This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God. No! Oh, well, that is the now infamous clip of a passenger being violently, forcibly removed from a United Airlines flight because it was overbooked. It has unleashed a huge reaction on social media. It's inspired late night comics. Uh, uh, I I suggest look up the one from Jimmy Kimmel. It was uh, hysterical, but um, uh, not necessarily easily playable on radio. Uh, My favorite tweet was from Southwest Airlines, which said, we beat our competition, not our passengers. Uh, But it's also underscored the issue of what happens when airlines overbook and how they handle it. Remember, just last week, we told you about Victoria Russell, who is a Toronto senior. She was very rudely bumped from an Air Canada flight to Miami. She ended up missing her connection to an expensive cruise, the kind of trip of a lifetime that she had been waiting for, cruise to the Galapagos. Um, On that day, I remember we wanted reaction from Air Canada And uh, although Victoria had been trying to get their attention for days, they said they didn't have enough time to investigate. We, of course, have not heard from them since. Uh, Victoria says like they're trying to get rid of her case. They sent her a check for uh, $800, I think. She lost a lot more than that because of the missed connection, and she is going to be suing them. Uh, so, uh, that's what happened in that particular case. I mean, um, uh, I have heard all kinds of things said, you know, usually when, uh, people are in the departure lounge, they, they ask for volunteers that did not happen in Victoria's case. She was there early. Uh, we've heard from the government that they're planning to introduce a passenger's bill of rights. Uh, the transport minister, Mark Garneau was not available to tell us about it. We would like to hear from you. What do you make of all of this? What do you think your rights should be when you pay and buy a ticket on an airline? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, let's go to Ellen Roseman, who is a consumer advocate and a Toronto Star columnist. Hi, Ellen. Hi, Libby. So uh, what do you make of this incident? Well, The optics couldn't have been worse. Number one, the flight was at capacity, I read, so it wasn't intentionally overbooked, but then they had four United employees who had to get on the flight in order to get to their next destination in order for that flight not to be cancelled. But why does the airline favor the employees and some future flight over the current flight, right? It makes the passengers feel that, uh, you know, that's not fair, and... um, it also meant that um, they, they should, I think they should have used much more uh, lucrative compensation to get people to volunteer. 
um, they should have raised it to $1,000 or $2,000. I'm sure people would have voluntarily gotten off the flight for $2,000. But to call in the airport police and have them manhandle a customer, that was just awful. And, of course, United knows that everyone has a phone and everybody has a camera and everybody does videos. So they can see what's happening now because the combination of, you know, all those videos plus the the CEO overnight making it sound as if everything was properly handled, their flight, their their stock is taking flight. Their stock is taking flight downward. Okay, well, that you would think that's a- appropriate. And uh, the guy they picked, I mean, I was surprised to see um, how violent it got. The guy is apparently a doctor who wanted to get back to his patients. Yes. Uh, it just sounds like it, it absolutely could not be worse. And I wonder how, how airlines do this all the time. Now, well, there is no law that says that they can't oversell seats. And that seems to be a result of, and hotels do it too. Um, there's so much uncertainty in the travel world. There's people who don't show up. Apparently, um, you know, there's a lot of cancellations or people getting rerouted onto different flights. And, and so they know that maybe 5 or 10% of the, the, fl- the flight won't be filled and they can um, sell more seats. Then you get into situations where the flight is absolutely filled and what do you do if you have to get people off? Well, um, you can go to people who uh, are uh, uh, in a situation where they were last-minute additions. Uh, you don't have to go, you know, like this random uh, choosing of four passengers, that's pretty bad, you know, especially once they're on the flight. And, and once it's, you're it's, sitting there. Yeah, it's, it seems crazy because in, in the case of Victoria that we talked about last week, yes. you know, if you picked somebody who was just going Toronto, Miami, that would be one thing. Why are you picking somebody who has a connection? Yeah, and why couldn't you at least talk to them and say, okay, we can see it's not appropriate in your case, and maybe ask for a show of hands if somebody is just taking a short-term flight and they're willing to take another flight. Even on the plane, you could maybe get a volunteer that way. And, and uh, you know, or warn her. She gets to the airport, you know, she, uh, said, you know, there's a chance you're going to be bumped from this flight. In the meantime, she couldn't, they couldn't, nobody helped her. She had to go to the other end of the terminal to look into a different flight on an airline. But wow. they lost her bag. They they put checked her bag, and she didn't get her bag back until hours later. I mean, huh. it was all crazy and rude. Yes, absolutely. I hope she had. Uh, some kind of insurance to cover the the loss of that cruise. Uh, well, uh, she's fighting it, uh, yeah. and Air Canada yeah. must know they're wrong because uh, they have already sent her an eight hundred dollar check, which I'm sure she is not going to cash. Um, and um, yeah, I hope something. Yeah. I mean, eight hundred dollars is the limit of uh, compensation that Air Canada offers, and they only in a bumping situation, and they only did that because. There's a, an airline passenger rights advocate called Gabor Lukash out of um, uh, Nova Scotia. Yep. And he went to the Canadian Transportation Agency and he said that the previous limits, which were more like $100 or $200, weren't fair. And he offered a graduated series of limits. So um, Air Canada is now forced to do this. Unfortunately, in Canada, we don't have an airline passenger rights bill of any kind. Each airline sets its own rules. They put it into a contract that's full of fine print called their tariff. And the Canadian Transportation Agency, which regulates airlines, is just looking at whether or not they're following their own tariff. So if they've got bad rules and they follow their bad rules, 
the uh, regulator isn't really able to do very much. So this is a terrible situation. Under uh, Stephen Harper, there were lots of promises of a Canadian Airline Bill of Rights, and then at the last minute, it never showed up. So now we have Mark Garneau, who is also promising. We're hoping it will show up, but even if it's introduced as legislation this spring, there's probably going to be a lot of airlines fighting it. So I don't see it happening in Canada for another year or two at the at the earliest. And uh, what what do you think should be in this passenger bill of rights? Well, it has to be um, compensation and reimbursement that's proportional to the loss involved. Um, in the European Union and certain other countries, they're way ahead of us. Like. It, if you are delayed for any reason except weather, weather's always seen as yeah, outside an airline. That's control. reasonable. But in, for any other reason, in the European Union, you get 600 euros, which is wonderful. So here we are. If you're flying to Europe with Air Canada and your flight's delayed for a non weather reason, you get probably nothing, maybe. Uh, yeah, with delays, they don't usually even offer anything. Um, but if you're flying back from Europe to Canada uh, with Air Canada, they have to obey the EU rules. So we can see, you know, in that kind of situation that other countries protect their passengers a lot better than Canada does. Yeah, and it, it just seems, um, I don't know, it, it, it seems uh, egregious to me. I mean, that's really not a very good way to treat passengers. And uh, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, again, you know, I'm, I'm just appalled that, that they pick on a senior citizen uh, who's going off on a cruise on a flight to Miami that presumably, I mean, you know, it's, it, there, there's, there are, you know, more than one flight a day. They have partners that fly there. It just, you know, could have been done so many ways. Um, we're going to have to take a quick break, Ellen. I just want to ask one question before we go. So, Here's this thing that um, all the airlines, they're trying to make money by, because you, you buy your ticket, but it doesn't include a seat and you have to pay extra to get your seat in advance. But I think they also bump people who haven't done that. Are you saying they only bump people who haven't paid for seat selection? No, I'm saying, that. I'm, I'm saying that that's, that is one so-called uh, excuse for doing that. Well, obviously, in the United case, they just bumped at random. Right. And maybe random is the worst way to go because you're not at all listening to people's stories, especially when the police get involved. The last thing they want to do is hear an excuse from you. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that is that an issue, too? Because you, you buy a ticket, but it doesn't include a seat. But if you haven't paid extra for a seat, I think generally they are more likely to bump you. I don't know. I'd have to figure that out because... Um, uh, I think, you know, there aren't too many situations where the flight is full and uh, somebody doesn't volunteer to take the money. You know, a lot of us would, would love to get a windfall of $1,000 or $1,500. Maybe it's the airlines that are too cheap and don't want to go past a few hundred dollars because it cuts into their bottom line. But they have to make it attractive for people to volunteer because using force is just embarrassing, hurtful, and uh, and they're treating that that particular man was treated like a suitcase. You know, he was just being pulled down the aisle just like a heavy suitcase. And that is not the message that you want to impart to your valued customers. Okay, uh, let's take one call before we go to break. We've got uh, Sam in Brantford. Hi, Sam. Oh, how you doing, Libby? I am so upset. I just finished watching it again today on the news. Right. I cannot believe that in this society, 
the gentleman was dragged like a bag of potatoes. Yep. I am so upset. I traveled a couple of years ago, and most times when I traveled, the trip had to be paid 45 days in advance. Now, the airline, even if I don't show up, the airline still gets the money. So I don't know what the problem is in today's society with computers. Everything is marked down. Nobody should have to select a seat prior to getting on the airplane. Once you purchase a ticket, it should be automatically that you have reserved your seat. Uh, well, that that went by the wayside a long time ago. I'm afraid, Sam. Unless it depends on on what kind of uh, fare you pay. But if you, if you buy one of the cheaper fares, you have to pay extra if you want to get your seat in advance. That's well, who reduces, just who reduces the price of the ticket. If somebody reduces the price of the ticket, it's not the customer's fault. Well, there are all kinds. That's one of the things. And, and, uh, you know, we'll get to this on the other side of the break because uh, Ellen is a consumer advocate. But one of the things that I find completely impenetrable is what determines the price of a ticket. They go up, they go down. But uh, there's different fare classes. I mean, if you want, the reason they start this in the first place is, you know, business customers pay a lot more and they have the right to change their minds about when they're leaving. If you pay more, you can you can decide you're changing your flight with no penalty. If you buy a cheaper ticket, there's no changes on them. Well, I've, I've never had that problem. I've always had to pay what the price is on the catalog or a magazine, whatever the, whatever the case may be. I've never been told if you pay more, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be selected to have a seat. I've, I've never had that problem, so I don't understand why this gentleman had to be dragged off. I tell you, if I was a lawyer, I'd be making a lot of, a lot of money today. Okay, Sam, thanks for your call. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Before we go, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We're talking about that viral video, the man forcibly removed from a United Airlines flight because it was overbooked or because they needed to put crew on there. And uh, this is, uh, you don't see uh, violence like that, but people are taking off flights. This happens. Airlines overbook flights, and we're talking about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, we're on the line with Ellen Roseman. We're talking about that viral video of a passenger on a United Airlines flight being violently and forcibly removed because the airline wanted his seat. And uh, I was just asking a question about this business where you have to pay extra to buy a seat. And if you haven't bought a seat in advance, you might be more likely uh, to be bumped. Uh, we have Margaret in Newmarket, who's a travel agent. And Margaret, you say you have an answer? Uh, I, I would say generally for um, the airline we're discussing that that is actually quite true. Uh, you are far more likely to be bumped if you do not have an assigned seat, if you haven't paid for the seat. And in the good old days, even when you didn't have to pay for that seat, um, often flights were oversold. I wouldn't put my clients on an oversold flight because their chances of being bumped were much higher. Well, do you always know? I mean, first of all, these days, a lot of people book online. Uh, a lot of people book in advance, especially if you're buying one of those cheaper fares that does not include the seat. So how do you even know if the flight is I know. overbooked? Well, I know because yeah. I can see their seat chart. Right. 
So I can tell. Oh, you can tell. So well, you I, can see a seed chart yeah. before, but what do you know about every single day? Are you you have to check it every day because it might fill up toward the end. Right. So what what do you do if you if you buy a flight for a client and it's not overbooked when you buy it, but but suddenly it is later. Well, basically, um, for a- anything where I know, so for example, I have people going on Friday and they're going on a cruise. I'm sending them an email this afternoon to say I think you should pay for your seats because of everything that's happened. Yeah, I think uh, I I think that's uh, that's good advice, and and probably uh, you know if if you have a connection, you know it's expensive and time consuming, but maybe leave you know don't you know make sure the connection's not too tight. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, I mean airlines overbook the flight because as he said, people who are on say business class, they can change their mind at the last minute. Yes. But not all airlines do. Um, WestJet does not. And neither does Southwest. Really, WestJet. West, they do not oversell their. Oh flights. well, that's great information, people. So there you go. If you have a yep. choice, maybe do that. Maybe book WestJet because they're not going to throw you off. Um, Margaret, anything else you'd like to say on this? Well, I was listening to your program last week. I felt so sorry for the um, the poor woman who was taken off that Air Canada flight, and how rude she was treated at the airport. I actually had a client who is a good friend of mine as well, and she was flying to England. I had purchased her ticket well in advance. Um, I had purchased a $100 seat for her so that she could have an exit row because she doesn't like to fly. She got to the airport, and they had given it away, and they tried to blame it on me. Oh, wow. Yeah, a $100 seat. Didn't do it properly. Uh, well, I, I called Air Canada right away and I said, what does this mean? And she's like, oh, I've never heard of that. I said, so your people at the airport are making things up. <laughs> Would you uh, recommend if you're taking a cruise that you fly the day before just to be safe? It, oh, I, it, 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 it depends, you know, like, I mean, at this time of year when there's not as much trouble with weather, because the people that I have going down on Friday, their cruise is leaving Friday, and they're flying into Fort Lauderdale, and they're on a 7 a.m. flight. So in that case, I mean, I've certainly done it where I've flown the same day, but if it's, if it's winter, absolutely go the day before because weather can be an issue. And bumping. <laughs> and, and, and bumping. And, and bumping can be an issue as well, obviously. Yeah, this, especially on United, that was shocking. Okay. Shock. Margaret, thanks very much. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, so, Ellen, um, you know, w- what do you think of what you heard from Margaret? Um, I think that it is important to um, um, make sure that you have the best possible uh, outcome if you know, buying a seat isn't that expensive. Usually $100 is excessive. I think it's more like 25 or $30. And that's for so, a short-haul flight. It depends yes. where you're going. Right. So it may be worthwhile for you because uh, I, I also find on a long-haul flight, if you're stuck next to people where every time you have to go to the bathroom, three people have to move, that's not fun either. So it can be worthwhile getting a, a seat for that reason. But, you know, in general, airlines have kept the price of flights fairly low and the reason they've kept the price of flights low, like uh, we had to book uh, in May for um, a flight fra- to Los Angeles um, from Toronto, 
and it's four hundred dollars each, which isn't bad. I think we pay more. Very cheap. Pay more to go to Vancouver. Way right? more. So um, airlines have managed to keep prices low only by taking out every possible service that there is and charging extra for it. And we all see that these the, the navigation fares and surcharges and fees and all that kind of stuff. They've also made it very difficult to use your frequent flyer points oh, for short flights. Because don't even don't taxes, even go there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, if you have the, the, the points, you might as well just save them for China or Australia because you can't use them for shorter flights because they'll just kill you with the taxes and the surcharges. So it's, it's a bit of a, a, you know, a, a mixed situation. We're all happy to get the low fares. And um, in many cases, uh, like at Porter, you can bring on even quite large suitcases onto the flight to avoid having to pay for those baggage fees. But uh, they've made it very difficult for people. The worst thing is, if you get thirsty and they say, oh, we can sell you a bottle of water for $5, yep. and you say, what about a glass of water? So, no, 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 like, no. What, um, what's left? Okay, Ellen, uh, Bob from Etobicoke has been waiting. We only okay. have a few minutes left, so let's hear from Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Okay. My uh, view is that these things should not be um, necessary today because, for example, bumping these passengers off because they have to get a flight, a crew to another airport. Well, in most airports, if I went there and I was in a real hurry and I had to get somewhere, there's small charter jets like Lear jets and whatnot that they should have to send those. And if you overbook a flight, then you should have to get that passenger to the airport where they're going, no matter what it costs, if they have to charter a plane to do it. Because those planes are available. They're sitting there. And they're usually for emergencies and hospital runs and uh, you know, organ transplants. They're available. There are people sitting there, pilots, planes, ready to go, fuel. They can take off in 15 minutes. So they should have done that to take those poor crew to the other airport in a private to jet. Okay, I think uh, I think that's uh, perhaps uh, in a perfect world. Thanks, Bob, for your call. Um, Ellen, uh, we have uh, just about a minute and a half left. What would you like to leave us with on this? Well, I think if you want a passenger bill of rights, you should start talking to your local MP's office and saying how important you think it is and to do it quickly. Uh, you have to try also to say that airlines in Canada don't treat their passengers very well in terms of complaint handling, uh, in particular the largest airline, Air Canada. Yep. It's quite inferior. And just keep saying it's important to have better rules because the rules that exist are all geared toward the airline rights and not the passenger rights. Okay, I think that sums it up pretty well. Ellen Roseman, Consumer Advocate and Toronto Star columnist, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.